Um, it is great to be here with you all. If you would uh, open up your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. Open up to 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to start in chapter 12. Sorry, 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 12, 12, chapter 12, verse 12. There it is, 12, 12, 12, 12. Uh, you can head over there, open up on your phone and your Bibles, wherever you're at. Let's go there. While you're turning there, just a couple of things. I want to thank AJ uh, for speaking last week. I love our young leaders. Did AJ not do a great job? I know he's not here this morning. We love him. A uh, few of you liked him. That's great. I love AJ. <laughs> no, I do. I love AJ. I love our young leaders. And it's so cool that we are a ministry that wants to raise up next generation pastors. And so we continually do that. We're proud of the ones that we have sent out, the missionaries that we've launched, ministries that we've launched. Uh, the church plant here recently with Andy that we uh, helped launch over in Westfield. We're proud of them. They're doing great. Been in touch with Andy here recently. God is moving. They are um, learning and growing too. So grateful for that. I'm also uh, so excited about, man, some of the things that are coming up. We have the North Pole coming up. It's going to be amazing. Definitely want to come be a part of that. Uh, last night we had uh, a jazz uh, art and jazz night in the city. Is Kathy in here this morning? I know I saw her earlier. I don't know if she's in here right now. Uh, but love Kathy. That was really cool last night. Uh, the downtown location, for those that were able to come, the downtown location is working to bridge some of the gap between the homeless and more of the urbanization that's taking place downtown. So they're doing some events together, building connection together. And it was awesome, the ministry that was taking place down there. Very, very cool. And, and then I also want to just say this really quick. Um, I don't talk a lot about giving from the front, but I do. As you kind of near the end of the year, I want to ask you just to consider letting us, considering us to be a part of your end of year giving. Um, it is really cool to be a part of a ministry. And your eternal reward on investment um, it's just so awesome here. Raising up next generation pastors. I mean, thousands and thousands of meals they've served downtown. I just met with Destiny Rescue again this last week, rescuing people out of uh, the human trafficking. We just did this here again. So seven more lives. I met with uh, our correspondent. And uh, literally, he was showing me pictures of the seven lives that were set free. We helped fund operations to rescue people out of human trafficking and get them the right counseling and tools that they need to be able to engage back in the world with skill sets to provide for, um, yeah, for them. And so I want to thank you so much for that. Thank you for providing. You do provide for this. And uh, man, even just like preaching sermons and paying for staff and doing youth ministry and children's ministry and, and the raising up in the next generation, would you consider this year, would you consider Trinity Church um, as part of your end of year giving? I would love that. Love to have you consider us. Um, as a part of that. Eternal reward on investment I think is awesome here. I love what we do. Um, raising up next generation leaders on all fronts. All right. To the series. We are talking about this whole idea of his presence, his presence, his presence, literally. And God has a tendency to give us gifts, gifts that uh, are unexpected or maybe not exactly what we want. And, and I just, I'm kind of curious here, like, I want you to pretend with me that God literally gave you a gift. You know, like in the, in the cartoons, you know, or like the Santa Claus movies, the little kids wake up and there's like gifts from Santa under the tree. Imagine that you woke up on a Sunday morning and there, there it is, you know, a gift. And you got it and you're like, I didn't buy that. Did you buy that? No, I didn't buy that. And the little card on there says, from God to with your name on it. 
what do you think would be in here? What do you think would be in here? Maybe another way to ask it, start here, is like a, what do you wish was in here? I mean, like, maybe for you in this gift from God, like, you would get it, you would open it up, and it would be like keys to a brand new car, right? Like keys to a brand new car. Maybe that would be, maybe that's you. And maybe you're like, no, I don't want that. I don't need that. Maybe for you it would be like a winning lottery ticket or a million dollars or whatever it takes for you to finally have financial freedom and quit your job. Is that, is that what you would want in here? Is that what you would want in here? Maybe for you what would be in here is a, a love letter from somebody that you admire and you just wish they liked you back. Like you'd open up this gift from God and there it is. Like a, a love letter from somebody you really admire and you wish they liked you back. Maybe for you inside of this, you know, you're, uh, I, I know even for me, I'm, I'm only 43 and I'm beginning to feel this. My college age son, he was back in town for Thanksgiving. We were working out together and his body, it's like he's at that age where every time he's in the gym, he's stronger it's not fair. And then the really frustrating part is like in 24 hours, no matter how hard we work out, he's ready to go again. It's not fair. Maybe for you, there would like in this box, it would be like some elixir of youth that would bring back that 25-year-old body of yours or whatever it is. I don't know. What is in this box? I mean, like right here in this, if God was to give it to you, what do you wish he would put in this box for you? Just think about it for like 10 seconds. If God was to give you a gift, what do you wish was in there? One of, the, uh, one of the strange gifts that God often gives us, one of the strange gifts that God often gives that we don't understand very well, I mean like, like a present with a bow, is he gives you your needing of other people. Like, he intentionally designed you as a gift to have things in your life, ways in which you're shaped, so that you need others. Just let that settle in for a minute. Like, we often want autonomy, especially in the West, especially in suburban America, especially in highly educated Fishers, Indiana. We would love to, to be like autonomy. I mean, we want to be able to not need others. In fact, we view a healthy version of us is an us that is independent and strong. I'm financially independent, strength independent, health independent. I'm independent of others. 
But what if what God gives you as you open this up is actually the reality that you need other people? He lets you see a void in your life, a hole, something that you wish maybe wasn't there, and God says, I give that to you as a gift. I give it to you as a gift. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 is our text for this morning. The misunderstood gifts of God. For just as the body is one and has many members, right? So like the body has hands, a nose, ears, feet. Somebody out there is the big toe in the body of Christ. Congratulations. You know, we don't think about you till we stub you. And then we only can think about you. Right now. All of the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And we were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. But of many. Now, I want you to notice the word baptism and the word spirit in the text. It is through baptism, literally a washing. So the word baptism, a washing, a submersion. Um, sometimes even in ancient Greco-Roman language, the word, the word for baptism, baptizo, is even used to mean drowned. So it is through a death, a washing, a drowning, and a coming to life again fully submitted to Christ. Like it's that process of us dying, something inside of us dying that we're able to fit into the body of Christ. And then we come to life again, unified with one spirit. Now the word spirit's super interesting because it's used in different places. And the word spirit means like voice, breath, power in words. Okay, so now I want you to, to, to hang with me for a minute. When Jesus spoke the words out of his mouth, like his spirit, his movement, his energy, who he is, his command could do stuff. I mean, like, he could go to the lame, somebody that can't walk, and he could say, get up. And somehow his words had so much power, even like cells obeyed him. And they would form and fill out and muscles, right? Like atrophied muscles would come together and people that hadn't walked maybe ever in their life could stand up. I mean, the word and power and movement of God can do things. And it does something when it says that it made you to need others. The power of God that can bring the dead to life made you in a way in which you actually need other people. Maybe a way to say it would be like this. Personal pride must die, be baptized, so that real, healthy diversity can live in the body of Christ, right? Like, so how do you learn to value other people? How do you learn to value other people? You have to see or believe that they're necessary in your life. I mean, do you really believe that other believers are necessary for you to participate in the kingdom of God? You need them? Do you believe this? And let me say it like this. This is not only the arrogant jerk, right? So this isn't like the arrogant jerk. 
It's the person who clearly needs help but refuses to accept it because of his pride. Have you ever met those people? Just those stubborn people who won't accept help. You see, God generously gives you good gifts to help others and good voids where you will need gifts from others. Let me say that again, okay? Now, now, you you gotta understand, this is so theologically important. God generously gives you good gifts, things that you do really well, to help other people who are in need. But you are also the need. God generously gives you good gifts to help others and good voids where you will need the gifts from others. Okay, I really want to drill this in. Remember Jesus coming to the planet, right? Like, so we get the manger on top of the drums. I'm not sure theologically how that works together, but it's cool. We were joking, maybe Jesus is a drummer, got long hair and wears a tank top, and I don't know. Um, Jesus comes to this planet. Jesus, the head of our Christian movement, the most powerful human to ever walk the planet, the perfect human being, first modeled accepting help from a poor, illiterate country girl. The first lesson Jesus ever taught was let someone else help you. I'm gonna invite Josh up and um, I'm gonna kinda slow down the last part of this, but I wanna make it fairly reflective in nature. Josh is like, whoa, that was fast. I'm doing good, man. I, I think I'm doing good. I want this to really, really kind of sink in, just the depth of some of these ideas. Um, I also have here a puzzle piece, right? So uh, when my kids were little, and the little girls do this too, but when the boys were little, this is actually a dinosaur puzzle piece, but I'm going to use the backside because it's white and easier to see. So uh, the platypus is awesome or whatever it is. The duck-billed platypus is is a cool dinosaur, but we're going to go with this side. Puzzle piece, puzzle piece. Um, You are theologically a puzzle piece. Now hang, hang with me for a moment, right? Like there are things that are unique about you that you do really well, right? The excess, the extra gifting. You might be really good with finance. You might be really good strategically. You might be really creative and an artist. Like God made you and he gifted you with some unique good things. You might have great social skills, right? Maybe you have no social skills, but you're really good at Excel. I don't know. God made you. He designed you. He shaped you to have things that that you're good at, right? Some of you, I mean, you're just intelligent. Some of you are natural counselors. Some of me are bad at it. God 
God gifted you with things that you do well. I just, I just want you to pause for a moment. Think about that. I mean, some of you, literally, God has just given you the ability, every time you're in the business world, things just work. You make way more than your peers, and it just kind of works, and you don't know why. God gifted you. But you also have parts where there is void. You do. See, we want to show these off, and we want to hide these. We want people to point out this, but we don't want anybody to see this. Maybe you're really great with people and you're really bad with money. Maybe you've always been really good at school, but you're just really lonely. Now, now, the really wild thing is, in God's great kingdom, there are other puzzle pieces that he puts you around. It's the body of Christ. By the way, this is why you, you can't do Christianity alone. I mean, like, can God meet with a person in the underground church in China? Yes. But you are designed to do Christianity in community. Literally designed by God to do it in community. You're designed for it. You're made for it. Now, here's the really wild thing. God wants to do really cool things with this part of your life and show off his grace and creativity. But what if God also wanted to do really cool things and show off his grace and glory and power even here in your life? Because this gap is filled by somebody else's gifting. Do you see it? And when we as a church are always hiding our need, we're preventing other people from letting God's glorious gifting shine in places we need it. You're muting the grace of God when you're not honest. Do you see it? See, we so bad want to be in community, in a family, be connected, be bound. But what holds you tight in the family of God, oh, part of a body, is your gifting holds you, but also your voids hold you tight. They both work to fit you, knit you into God's community. You, my friends, are a puzzle piece. See, the way God makes this puzzle piece complete is another puzzle clicking into it, right? This becomes whole. All corners, all sides are totally filled in. The gap in the middle is totally filled in with another piece. So Jesus, the God of the universe, the most powerful being in existence, the perfect human to model needing others. He shows up on the planet 
Jesus chose this model from the beginning. I just want you to let that settle in. He chose to be born to a poor, illiterate, no influence, nobody knew of her, country child. And started his journey needing her to feed him. To hold his hand. To take his first steps. When Jesus skinned his knee, this nobody, non-influential, non-important country girl is the one that wiped the blood off and wrapped it up. That's what Jesus modeled. His first instruction to us is let people help you. Let people help you. Let people help you. Let that nobody, no name, country girl who has no power, no influence, very likely was illiterate. And the most powerful being in the universe says, I'm going to build a system where I need your help. Wow. You are a puzzle piece. You have gifting and you have need. God wants to show his grace and his glory through your gifting. But he also wants to do it through your needs. All right, let me make just a couple statements here and then I'll be done. What if spiritual maturity is not autonomy, but vulnerability? this is a a good way to say it. To refuse to help another where you're gifted and to refuse to accept help is to act contrary to the kingdom of God. So you act contrary to the kingdom of God when you hoard your gifting only for you And you act contrary to the kingdom of God when you refuse the gifting of other people to help you. That's both anti-body of Christ. Oh man, our pride is a problem. What if... What if one of the greatest spiritual purposes of this life is to see our needs as a possible good?
What if one of the greatest spiritual purposes of this life is to see our needs as a possible good where God could do good things as we hang on even tighter to him and his community. So from God to you. And we're going to reference this for a few weeks, by the way. A few weeks. From God to you. And man, what you're hoping for is more autonomy. I mean, you may not word it like that. But you're hoping for a million dollars to not need to work. Financially independent, whatever it is, right? One of these things you might be wanting is a variant of autonomy. You want health in a way where you don't need help from anybody else. But what God wants for you when you open this up is wholeness. So you want to open this up, and what we want from God is we want, we want from God, we want him to just make our giftings bigger, right? Like you want to be a puzzle piece, and all you are is the gifting. So take my gifting, just make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And then sometimes you open up the puzzle piece, and what he does is he's just like, hey, right here, I want to remind you of this. Not to hurt you. but so that you can click in and be whole. Two questions and um, I'll be done. In fact, I would love it if you would get your next steps cards out. I want you to really own this in a personal way. I want you to really think about it just a bit. Reflect the misunderstood gifts of God. Next steps card. I just want to ask a couple questions. Just a couple questions. Let's talk about your gifting first because that's way more fun. This is way more fun. Everybody likes this. Who could you offer help to? It's been a good year. You know, you've done well financially. Other people maybe haven't. Who could you help? Who could you bless? Who could you serve? Who could you make time for? Who could you connect with? Just take a second. Who could you offer help to? Whoever the Spirit brings to your mind, just answer that. Next question, and you can keep writing on this even when I'm done. But next question here, so this is the fun part. Uh, oh Holy Spirit lead our hearts in what areas 
should you accept help? And if you can't see him, he might just give you the gift to see them. You see, you're going to feel complete and whole by engaging with your purpose and your gifting, yes. But you'll feel complete and whole by allowing others with their gifting and their uniqueness to also complete you. You, my friends, are a puzzle. And we are the body of Christ. And together we make a glorious picture. With our gifting, and our needs. Go and take some time, and just as the Spirit leads you, write on the card. Thanks for listening to Sunday Sermon on the Made for More podcast. If you are not connected in a church community, we would love to connect with you. Send us a message on social media or fill out a digital next steps card at encountertrinity.com slash next steps.